Hi, this is Rise Rocket Radio, episode 170, recorded on Sunday, the 19th of March, 2017. At the time of the beginning of the show, it is 39 minutes past 1 and 58 seconds in the afternoon. Hello again! Now, today, I'm probably going to have a bit of a shorter show because there isn't that much to talk about as to what I've been getting up to as far as pop culture, technology, and my various creative endeavours. But I have done a few things that do seem to be relevant, so we'll talk about that now. First of all, I've been catching up on TV. I've box-setted a load of stuff from iPlayer and My5 as well, or rather semi-box-setted, because there are a number of episodes of shows that I follow that I've missed, but only partially. I watched a drama as well, a non-genre show called The Replacement, or genre if you class fraught thriller as genre, then yeah, it is, but I watched The Replacement on BBC One, which I thought was okay, but surprisingly badly edited or scripted, I'm not sure which. The dialogue was okay, but there seemed to be structural problems with continuity and plot, which was a bit annoying. And if you don't know what that's about, that's currently on iPlayer at the moment. I think it's still there. It should be there for a while. It's a drama about a woman who goes on maternity leave from a really high-powered job and starts to get paranoid that her replacement, who somewhat ironically she actually interviewed for the position, is trying to take over her job permanently. Okay, so that's a replacement. Probably worth a watch if you can get at it. That is, if you live in the UK. Not sure if it's on any of the other international BBC channels. Maybe it's on BBC America. Worth a watch if you can get at it for free, but otherwise, kind of average. Now, there is a lot of trash on Channel 5 series of channels, or the Channel 5 network, or whatever they call it. But in amongst the utter dross, there are some good genre shows worth a watch. This time, genre in the traditional sense of the word. So first off, fantasy in the shape of the magicians. We are now in season two of this show. I've talked about it a lot during this podcast, so you're going to have to rewind if you want to hear what I thought of it. Anyway, I think this show is enjoyable, and I don't really have anything to heavily criticise, apart from the passable but clearly fake English accents. And the other show that I've been following is Powers. Now, this is currently showing season two in the UK, but apparently it's been cancelled, so season two is the last season. Nevertheless, I haven't seen season two, so I am watching it, and I am enjoying it. So far, I've watched the first episode, and 
I hope it does come to some kind of natural conclusion so I'm not left hanging. Emerald City, again, a show that I've talked endlessly about. I think it's good, but far too gritty for the world that is Oz. I had to catch up on this show, by the way, mainly because Channel 5 or 5 Star, or again, I can never remember which of Channel 5's channel this is on, but anyway, they tend to endlessly repeat a show to get full value for money, I suppose. But that means it is hard to tell which of the episodes is a brand new episode because they repeat them so much. Anyway, because of that arrangement, I managed to miss the last episode and I caught up this week. Next, movies. Finally saw Kong Skull Island last week. I thought it was fun, but a bit too Tropic Thunder. But let's talk about the movie itself. It's kind of a bit like that old Jeff Bridges King Kong movie back in the 70s, I think. I think it was the 70s. Sort of half of that movie. So it describes the journey to the island and the Jeff Bridges character, well, at least to me, appears to be portrayed by Brie Larson, who we talked about, or rather we didn't talk about, but the movie that really shot her to stardom was Room, which we did talk about in a recent podcast. So what happens is we've got a team assembled to go to this mysterious island, and then, as you can probably tell from the title, Kong Skull Island, all hell breaks loose. I've got a rather minor criticism. I think the script seems a bit lazily researched, which is odd because they spent millions on this film. For example, there's a presentation on the ship where the technical staff meet the action staff for the expedition. And one of the guys is described as a data wrangler. Now, I've worked in IT a long time and also in remote sensing. And the term data wrangler, as far as I know, maybe I'm wrong, is a movie industry term. What I think happened is they thought, oh, we need someone who sounds a bit techie. Do you know a techie job? Yeah, data wrangler. We'll put that in the script. Okay, minor criticism. Rather bigger criticism. The directing of this movie seems a bit off. And I'm not sure if it's because we've got a really high-powered cast. We've got people like... Samuel L. Jackson, Tom Hiddleston, the aforesaid Brie Larson, John Goodman, John C. Riley, all really famous actors. And I'm wondering now if the director just chickened out of telling them what to do, because there are scenes in this film where people are looking in all different directions, and it looks like they don't know where the monsters are, or how to react, whether they should be feeling fear, whatever. You know that old 
What's my motivation? Well, I don't think they were told, or maybe they just didn't get that from the script. Whatever the reason, it looked like the director should have taken a stronger hand. And by God, when I direct a movie, I'll be ruling it with an iron fist. Just so you're warned. Tom Hiddleston and Samuel Jackson and John Goodman and John C. Riley. The other thing that I picked up on is that there definitely seems to be a link to the earlier Godzilla from 2014. And by the way, this is a much better movie than the 2014 movie, which was a bit pants. It almost feels like Daikaiju, which is Japanese for giant monster, movies from Japan are finally going mainstream, especially in the post-credit portion of the film. So don't leave until you watch past the credits. And thank you to that usher who told me to stay. But really, I always do stay, much to the annoyance of some of the staff. And if some of them are listening to this podcast, unlikely I know, but you never know, because I've told everyone about my podcast endlessly, to the point of enraging people. (laughs) Yes, that is me sitting there when everyone else has gone home. Okay, Kong Island 2017 passes the Roy test for a likeable distraction, but you don't have to kill yourself if you miss this. Okay, next technology. And this is a continuation of my quest for internet immortality. So this is the quest for internet immortality part two. So far, I have imported my self-hosted site to WordPress I have it currently marked as private, so you can't access it until some teething problems have been sorted out. Although I do have some solutions for some of them, and this may apply to people who are not creating an internet memorial to themselves, but are just getting started with WordPress and maybe going from a different platform, or maybe going, like I have, from self-hosting back to WordPress.com, the biggest thing I can tell you to do is wait a week. You'll still have to tweak the mess, but many of the things should sort themselves out. If things still don't look right, use a different template for a few days. That should zero out any custom code that was inadvertently imported with your XML file, which is what you get if you decide to export your wordpress.org blog to an XML file. Perhaps that's also the case for other platforms like Blogger as well. I'm not sure why that is, but I'm guessing that it also does some tweaking of the customizations you may have done externally. For instance, I had changed the color at one stage for the title and slug of the blog to blue. Now, in my current WordPress.org blog, 
that colour is black. But the colours have switched on the newly imported blog. First they were black, then they were blue, then they were black again. So it seems like behind the scenes some PHP voodoo is reorganising the blog to the default date for my chosen theme in WordPress.com. Sorry if this is sounding a bit technical. Basically, what I'm saying is, if it looks wrong, just wait a week. And if it still looks wrong, change your theme, wait a few days, and then change it back to the theme that you ultimately want. And that should, hopefully, fingers crossed, sort out any problems. The other huge problem that I've been having and really grates on me is how slow WordPress is. And there are so many different reasons for this that it is impossible to diagnose the problem that you might be having. It could be anything from the browser itself to plugins to an infinity of possible problems. But this is what I have found to be the case for me and what has somewhat alleviated the problems that I have been having with WordPress. Somewhat, not completely. If your WordPress.com blog or WordPress.org self-hosted blog is slow, limit the number of posts shown to less than 10. Personally, I've limited it to three. The side benefit of that is that it should mostly eliminate infinite scroll for most displays, which is also a terrible resource hog. So what you're trying to do is to limit the amount of data that is loaded. So that's just a small tip that may help you, hopefully. I'm even thinking at the moment to return to WordPress.com as my primary blog and just live with the advertising that they stick into your blog. I'm doing this mainly because it's a bit of a pain maintaining a self-hosted blog. I still want something with a blog-like functionality, maybe just a log or something along the lines of John Carmack's file. But whatever the solution is to my self-hosting blog or journal or log, more accurately, it will definitely be non-database-based. Right now, I'm busy re-editing old posts on WordPress.com for spelling, grammar, and just general obnoxiousness on my part. And it is time to finish. Yep, I'm done for today. Yeah, hopefully I'll even manage to edit this podcast today and have it out on a Sunday, which will be a miracle. But... At the very least, at least I have recorded it on the correct day. So we can once again call Roy's Rocket Radio the alternative Sunday service. As usual, you can contact me in numerous ways by going to RoyMartha.com. 
That's R-O-Y-M-A-T-H-U-R, which is my name, dot com. You can tweet me on Twitter. My Twitter handle is at Roy Martha. There is a hashtag for the show, which, as far as I know, no one else uses, so it's safe for you to use, and it's a way of sending me feedback for the show, and that is hashtag Roy's Rocket Radio. A review in iTunes would be simply lovely, but you can also comment on the blog, although at the moment, because the blog is in a state of flux, it is better to email me right now or tweet me. And that's it for now. So this was Roy's Rocket Radio episode 170, recorded on Sunday the 19th of March 2017, and the time at the end of the show is... 3 minutes past 2 in the afternoon and 38 seconds. Thanks for listening and bye for now. Bye!